everyone, welcome to Third Spacing, the podcast where we talk about important topics in the peripheries of clinical medicine in Singapore. I'm your host, Han Hui. Today, we talk to Lucius Ho and Leighton Teo, both Year 4 medical students at NUS Medicine, about their journey transferring into NUS Medicine. Lucius was initially from Nanyang Polytechnic, where he did a diploma in molecular biotechnology, one year in NUS nursing, before transferring into NUS medicine. Leighton did his A-levels at Meridian JC, followed by NS in the Air Force, and transferred from NUS pharmacy. In this episode, we talk about why they decided to transfer into NUS medicine, what did they do in the year before applying, how the added years of schooling have led to the character growth, and any advice they would give to others who are also thinking about transferring into medicine. Maybe we could start with like, why did y'all transfer? I feel like there's a, there's a lot of people with like preconceived notions about people who transfer or people from non-traditional backgrounds. I think for me, um, I think at the end of like my army life, uh, I, 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 I wanted to be like, I wanted to enjoy medicine to be a doctor, uh, but I couldn't get in when I applied then. So I entered pharmacy and I was just thinking, I, uh, because, uh, after army, uh, I think I had a short stint at St. Andrew's Community Hospital as a pharmacy assistant. So I had to get, because I'm not, I'm not really very sure about like, what a pharmacist does. So, so since I got into pharmacy already, so I, I was thinking, why not, why not just experience what is it like to be a pharmacy assist, uh, to be a pharmacist next time. Then through the stint, like, I, I got, to know a lot of pharmacists as well as doctors as well uh, through working there. And then I think that there's certain experiences that I got through working there, I think made me want to become a doctor even more in, in the future. So so uh, when I was in pharmacy, I was thinking like maybe I'll do a like post-grad med or something like that. So I was like researching what are the options for my post of doing a post-grad med or is there any way that I can like transfer to medicine? Like I'll ask my seniors and such. So, so I'll visit like those forums, etc., to ask for previous recounts. Uh. I mean, to my dismay is that the transfer rate from to medicine is very low. So that's why my in, but my original plan was to do a postgrad med after pharmacy. But eventually, my friend just asked me, why not just try one last time after the end of the first year pharmacy? Because my results were quite okay. So I just tried one last time and, I'm, and luckily I managed to, to secure the transfer. For me, I wanted to do med for a very long time really. I feel like, especially when I was young, after like medical dramas you see on TV, right? But of course, like, as I grow older, then I realised that there's more, more to it than just dramas. Like, of course, whatever you see on drama is really very different. Even like now as a medical student going through clinical experience, when you watch these dramas, you realise that actually not really very accurate. So I wanted to do uh, med since like primary school, secondary school already. Uh. My language in general is quite poor. Uh, so my English and Chinese were both F9 before O-levels. So then since then I was like, okay, I definitely do not want to go to JC because JC has the language component. I was like, okay, never mind. Let me just go through poly. And then like, I wanted to be a forensic pathologist. In poly, we have this thing called specialization. Uh, so depending on what you want to specialize within that course, right, you will break out into different paths and learn different content. Uh. Back then, I was quite determined on forensic pathologies already. Then course director was telling us, like you need to be a doctor to be able to become a, a pathologist lah. Okay, then never mind. So in the end, like I have to rethink about my life choices. So then I decided to try for medicine again lah, which was like what I really originally wanted. I tried applying during my third year poly. Despite graduating second in the whole cohort, I still couldn't make it for the cutoff lah, for the NUS uh, back, uh, GPA back then. So previously, um, the cutoff for poly was really very high. Like you need to be near perfect force lah. So I couldn't get it in. And I spent like, four years trying to apply for med school like local and overseas 
I think I have about 20 plus rejections from different unis uh, around the world. Uh, I think mainly because like um, they don't really recognize poly diploma and also eventually I decided to establish some form of basic in the healthcare industry through nursing first. Uh, so I decided to apply for NUS nursing and uh, once I get the understanding of how things work then I'll go for Duke NUS subsequently. Of course that's another chance. At the same time I'll just continue to apply for overseas undergrad med. And then once I was in NUS nursing I realized that yeah, cause NUS on the scene at the like during the holidays, right? Fifty percent of the time you spend is in the wards. So I think because of that, then I realized actually I couldn't do a lot and do as much as I want. So then that really firmed up to me to do math. And back then, because I didn't know you can transfer into math, like the school application, uh, the website tell you transfer to math is not a lot. Quite turned off by it, so I didn't even try until like one of my friends told me, hey, actually you can transfer. I was like, oh wait, really? Yeah. So then after that, uh, she linked me to this uh, senior who was a year three engineer student who got transferred into math So he was in year one. Then I spoke to him. So then that's when I realized, yeah, hey, actually I can apply for transfer. So like, yeah, I just try for it. So and I'm here. Both of you guys had considered postgraduate medicine in Duke NUS, but. It was kind of like someone nudged you and was like, just try lah, just try um, to transfer. And from what little I know about transfer applications is they usually like look at what you did in that one year to determine whether you you have a successful transfer. So I was wondering, maybe you could share with us like what you guys do in that one year of nursing and one year of pharmacy. Anything spectacular? Spectacular, really nothing much, I feel. It's just mainly surviving uh, school, one year of school. Um, and because uh, nursing has quite a lot of uh, like events collaborating with MED, right? So from there, I also get to join a lot of the health screenings, a lot of different uh, projects that MED school have. And I also got to know quite a lot of seniors who eventually end up helping me with my personal statement as well. So I guess there were some of the crazier things. <laughs> yeah. I think for my year in pharmacy, I also didn't organize an event and stuff. But pharmacy does a lot of like events together with medicine as well. I think like PHS, NHS. So I was, I managed to like join it as a volunteer. Then I think it's more of using the year to like refine the application for the transfer la, as well as to do a lot of research about postgrad med la, to have a backup plan in case like neither of like I couldn't get into like Duke NUS or the transfer is not successful. So it's more like a reflection year for me la, as well as the study. So what would what would have been a backup plan though? I think there's some Duke prep course in NUS that allows, it's like an elective of sort la, that undergrads can take. So you can get like a taste of what it's like in postgrad med. I tried applying after the first sem, I couldn't get in as well. I think how to say, like demoralized. Because I was thinking maybe my trans my transfer application will also go go along that way. That's the case if I couldn't get into the med. So my mom did suggest to me like overseas postgrad med, but, but I think it's a bit expensive for, for my family as well. So eventually I decided that maybe I'll just be, I'll just settle for my second choice, being a pharmacist. So if that's everything, if that's like nothing, like I, I didn't manage to get into the transfer of the two years. You know, for the course that you're talking about, right? Like for me, if I, I, I didn't get into NUS med, right? I would be in Birmingham by now. I think it's Birmingham. Yeah, because I um I applied for you uh you some of the UK school using UK CAT, and then um I went for the interviews. I skip. I have to skip my exam, like nursing exams, uh to go for interviews. Uh, so, uh yeah, I in the end I went, and then I think please the school was quite supportive lah. So um, uh then I got I got an offer from there lah. Then after that um the NUS offer came in later. So like wow, I was quite surprised. Yeah. 
but then uh, there was something that Anne mentioned just now, I can't remember. Oh, about the grades. Um, I think uh, generally for transfer students, right, if I'm if I'm not wrong, lah, okay, I'm not sure how things are now. Um, they will look at your current grades in your year one, and then they will look at your previous grades in JC slash poly. Uh. But I think uh, my poly didn't do uh, didn't make it well because my old they consider O level grades for um, uh, poly students as well. So that's why I think it didn't went well. But yeah, I guess all worked out in the end. Uh, so. so like aside from like what you guys did, so like, I know uh, you mentioned a bit like, oh, you went you went to look at forums and then you took part in like uh, programs which were co-organized with people from medicine. Uh, and like, so you can talk to them and find out about your, like help you out with a personal statement. But I was wondering, like, I mean, honestly, right, I can imagine it as a extremely emotionally taxing year, la, like that one year in um, pharmacy or in nursing when you're thinking about transferring. You have to like live in the present but also prepare for the future, if that makes sense. And it's like, it's it's not even like a minor decision, it's like a major decision. Like you have to want it enough to envision yourself in another place. And you don't even know if the steps that you're going to take will let you be in the other place. So I was wondering like emotionally or like even like tangibly, like what kind of other preparations did you do? Actually for me, I think the most testing part is really the emotions there. Eh? Cause like, Preparation, like there, there are plenty of time. Right? I think especially during army, uh, then get all the rejection. Then like you have to also give up a lot of opportunities in between. Like just because you are waiting for, um, the school to get back to you whether you are shortlisted for the interview or not. But other than that, I think mainly is to see what else you can improve after the rejection, like in terms of your application and see based on timeline, is there anything extra you can add on in terms of your achievement? Uh? Okay, wait, sorry, uh, later, let me ask uh, Lucius a follow-up question real quick, okay? So then you were saying that you gave up some, you had to give out like opportunities mm-hmm. along the way. What kind of opportunities were they? Um, also in army, there are certain uh, opportunities for you to fly overseas to um, refine certain um, skills uh, that I need for, for army operations. So then, yeah, and it was like a one-month uh, overseas experience which I really wanted to go. But then because like, back then, uh, I was still waiting for the response from the schools. Uh, then they didn't really get back to me. So like, I have to make a choice between staying in Singapore or like going overseas and then, like possibly risking it, uh, risking that opportunity. Uh. So I stayed and I didn't get the interview at all. And I wasted that opportunity. So it's like, wow, that was very painful. Uh. Yeah. Okay, Leighton, your turn. Yeah, I think I agree with Lucius. Like for the emotions wise, the whole year was spent like, preparing like because i applied once in ns so i i, I got the after the initial uh like rejection i was just like trying to build up my portfolio to see how it helps me if i want to like transfer into medicine i think the more the most like emotional part is like immediately after for a specific station i know that i, I didn't do as well as compared to the others so after the interview i was like very dejected i was thinking like i could have done this i could i could do this like better then thinking like, I, I don't think my transfer will be successful. Uh. The day after the interview was the worst for me because I'm like telling myself like, oh, I should have done this better, I should have done that better. But eventually like after that day, I just concluded that I shouldn't harp on like what happened during the interview already and just move on and continue to see how I can improve my portfolio for, for post-grad med. And also because it's, I think it was, I think the interview was during my end of year exam as well. So I had to juggle preparing for the interview as well as the pharmacy end of year exam. So so it's quite tiring uh, for me during that period of time. 
Lucius, your interview was during the end of your exams also for nursing. Uh, yeah, kind of. I think it's earlier a bit, so it wasn't, it was fine. Uh. Yeah. So I was wondering, uh, like Lucius, you mentioned, and Leighton, you guys, you both of you guys mentioned like refining your portfolio for your application to medicine. So what kind of things would that entail? So I think the main difference between my previous and current one is uh, uh, mainly that of uh, the events that I joined. So I joined a lot more projects, lah, like all the health screening and whatever projects that the school already has. So that's one. And I think secondly, because like in nursing, right, they have a lot of trainings with like standardized patients. Lah. So like uh, for those who are listening out there who are not very sure, then uh, standardized patients are just like fake patients. So um, in nursing, we have these like SPs. So we get to practice our skills, practice our interviews. So I think that gave us kind of a, a leverage for in terms of like for preparation for the actual interviews. I think I think for me it's more of six months because I after NS I, I took the pharmacy job. So I think I think that helped me most for preparing for for my NUS interviews because I was able to like have a deeper insight with my like my pharmacist boss. As well, I also was able to be in contact with some doctors during that period of time to share their experiences that they have and to help me weigh like my options are a pharmacist between a doctor. As well as I was also sort of able to experience the life of a pharmacist because every day I was cooked inside the pharmacy la, to help the pharmacist. So I think that also helped me to prepare myself uh, both for the interview as well as to like help me to balance like my future choices as well. Because initially, my notion of a pharmacist is that of like someone who just dispenses drugs in Watson's. Yeah, that's that's my initial notion of that. Uh, subsequently, I think uh, they, they do more than that, like things like, I think like warfarin counselling, and so they help to to change uh, prescriptions for, for doctors. So they act like a, a safety net for doctors as well like, which helped me open open my eyes then i was able to discuss this like this because uh for my portfolio station the the doctor was quite the doctor asked me about this like why why did i choose this unconventional path uh, path and how and how it how and what things that i learned through through this experience so i think if i would if i didn't choose to have that six months thing, i don't i don't think i'll have anything to say in the portfolio station <laughs> Okay, I think this is like the perfect segue into the next segment of with this additional year of nursing and pharmacy, how do you think that has changed your medical experience, your, your experience of NUS medicine? For, for my first year in pharmacy, I think they were more focused on like organic chem. So uh, it was GC organic chem, but times like 20. <laughs> so so, so, so it's, if, if you don't like organic chem, you'll, you'll suffer a lot in first year pharmacy. Lah. So, but, but I think we learned a lot of things like those like drug terms like me- medical like how do you say those terms like om on that was that wasn't introduced very early in medicine as well i think uh we also had like anatomy classes but 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 the anatomy classes we had were, were not as detailed as medicine uh, of course but I, I remember that um we studied certain like drugs and all that especially the terms that they use like OMON uh, a lot of the a lot of my peers don't know what they stand like what they stand for so 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 I had to like explain to them like what like BDS B, uh, BDS TDS means BDS means at that point in time uh. yeah so I think that that helped me and because I learned quite a bit of stuff that was covered in M1 the, the, the curriculum that was covered in M1 in my pharmacy year so I think my M1 was quite chill 
I wish I could say the same, but it was not. Anyway. Um, so, uh, I think I will address your question in a broad, like, uh, broader terms in terms of like both the the one year in uh, nursing in, from poly and also as well as uh, the extra years that I've accumulated, like, okay, as I grow older. So, um, I think for a start, right, for, for NUS nursing, right, um, we had the dice, uh, okay, we went to anatomy hall as well. So, like, we get to look at all the various um, cadaver, uh, cadaver side. And then I think from there, okay, so when uh, med students first go in, right, I think some of them are quite scared and quite jittery and all. Uh, so, like, I think uh, in, in a sense that uh, that whole um, prep in nursing, right, uh, had a bit of similar curriculum to med school as well. So, it wasn't that scary. Uh, so, and it was quite enjoyable. Of course, I learned to appreciate it a little bit earlier on compared to the rest. And then also, there's a lot of like, hands-on as well. So, you learn uh, important skills, um, for example, like us. Uh, uh, managing patients with uh, IV plugs la, or things like that um, earlier on in nursing. So when I go into uh, year, one, uh, year one med, right, it wasn't that bad, especially when uh, we, we get exposed to clinicals. Of course, most of these are already things that I really learned and picked up. La, so that was a bit easier for me. Um, things like history I learned before in uh, poly. So I guess it, it was a little bit like a refresher course. And then like um, it was a lot easier to cope la, for me personally. And then given that um, like if like these four years of like uh, uh, attempts and like failure didn't happen, right? I think I might actually really struggle in med school because I think I'm quite stupid <laughs> TBH. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm quite slow la, in terms of like catching academics like previously. La. So like having all this experience, including nursing, right? I think it allows me to catch a uh, concept a lot more faster and um, better thinking. Uh, given that, you know, M1, um, if let's say if I have to grade from a scale of 0 to 10, right? 10 being the most uh, heavy, content heavy, right? And 0 being the least content heavy, right? So uh, I would say like poly probably is a one or two, then maybe NS nursing is a, a three or a four. I think NUS M1, right, the content was like maybe a 12 or 13. It's really quite, yeah, it was it was quite a huge shock for me. La. So I think without all this, I wouldn't be able to cope well. And then, um, and also like being one of the older in the batch, right, I think I'm more daring to um, do things. La. So um, that also explains why I scored the whole batch in M1. And I, I'm sure a lot of people still remember me for it. La. So... It's cool, man. So I was thinking like, um, so for Lucius, like you think like being older at, has like, um, in some senses, like better, like in senses like help you be more daring, right? So this is like kind of like the non-tangible things. Like you also mentioned like some content things like having histo or already having like hands-on um, experience. So I was thinking like, later for you, right? How about any like non-tangible things aside from like in terms of like non-tangible personal growth? I think it's less of NUS pharmacy, but more of my, like my work at, the, the six months after NS, like I had a lot of patient interaction. So patient interaction to me was quite easy as compared to my CG mates. Uh. So it, it, it comes on very naturally. I was able to speak to patients naturally as well. Uh, and I know like what question to ask because my my pharmacist doctor, uh, my pharmacist boss was like training me every day to speak to patients. Uh. So as well as some like certain counseling for certain type of medications, like every day I'm, I'm near the counter and I'm just listening to the pharmacist over and over again. I'm just able to read like for certain stuff that they ask me during, like for M2, like when we learn at Pharmaco, my, my friends asked me like certain certain things that were not taught. I was able to like teach them like, certain things that, that I learned during my pharmacy days as well as what I learned during my stint at St. Andrews. I think for the age wise, I think there's, Okay, what uh, my, my opinion is that I think it's a like double-edged sword. I think we are, I feel like uh, because we are older, so I think we are more mature as compared to the to the rest. Then I also feel that because like sometimes it's difficult to make friends for me. 
because of my age because there, there isn't anything like common because like for the rest of the people that they'll be they'll be like I think the initial co- uh, starting conversation is like hey do you hey are you friends with so and so so it's very difficult to like make friends at the start for me um and also have no I also do not know anybody in the in the batch so that was quite sort of disadvantage at least for at least for me well actually I agree with that point though about like uh being like in different uh generation ish and <laughs> And also, like, um, given that we don't really, especially for me, because I'm from Poly, right, so, like, most of the time, like, a lot of people uh, who are in, um, and also from, like, NYP, right, so, most of people, actually, I've not met any one of them, uh, so I think it was quite scary to be thrown in the situation where people really know each other, but you don't know, then you need to, you, it takes a lot more effort, uh, to get to know people, and then they'll say, they'll say, like, oh, which JC are you from, or, like, oh, do you know this, or do you know that person, like, yeah, so I guess, like, what later mentioned, it's also, can, it can be a double-edged sword, uh, but, um, I guess uh, you have nothing to lose. It's kind of like a fresh start, lah. So uh, I think probably that's why I feel a little bit more daring compared to like um, if I were to come in uh, like way earlier, lah, to med school. Um, but I was thinking like aside from this like social aspect, like let's say like they ask you for late for Lucius, they ask you, oh, which is he from? Like, how do you how do you respond to that? Like how do you cope with that? You know, honestly, right? If all you are black, how do you how do you cope with that and respond to that? I mean, like, TVH is fine, like, I really, I mean, it doesn't matter, because all of us are at school at the end of the day, and then, like, um, all of us have different experiences, so, um, maybe they are a little bit too young to understand. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so, uh, I guess, uh, all of us will just learn from this, or they'll just have them nicely, like, hey, actually, I'm not from a JC, I'm from Poly, then be like, oh, okay, then questions will start coming in, like, like oh, so which Poly, and things like that. So, I think, uh, it also, it's a good thing, of course, it gives you a, a foundation for, like, uh, more conversations. So maybe like aside from maybe aside from this like barrier in like in terms of like the kind of first conversations that you have with people like there's no like established common ground right because like if you're from RJ really there's like so many things to talk about um but I was just wondering like maybe um were there any other like social difficulties in terms of like when you're in M1 and M2 but I know this is not always the case lah um so do you guys have any experiences negative or positive um socially I think it's quite okay I've not met anyone who like, oh, you're from Poly, then, like, shun you away. Or probably because, like, that's the group of people that I'm hanging out with, lah, that they don't do that. So, um, I guess all is fine for me. I really have good po- uh, positive experiences. I'm not sure about um, Leighton. Maybe you want to share more? I think, like, people are just more curious about, like, how, how I managed to enter med school. Uh, like, what did I do? To, I think that's the usual questions. Uh, like, uh, what, what do you do to to to, to get a med- how, how do you get the clinician transfer into medicine i think that was i think they, they, they didn't really despise like because i'm a transferee that's why uh, i'm lousier than them or anything like that i have not met any anybody i think most people in medicine are quite nice i guess yeah but i think doctors wise because i'm from meridian junior like M- mj so it's quite new as compared to rg r rg or hua chong or etc um i think they'll be i think the when they ask a, like when they ask when they keep asking like our CG like uh, which schools are you from I think the 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 answers that they are expecting is either RJ or Hua Chong. Like if I told uh, every time I tell them like, I'm from NG, uh, I think they'll be like, Oh, what is MG? Something like that. Yeah, then they then the conversation was still back to like R, something about RJ, something about Hua Chong, something like that. Isn't that quite isolating? But I think generally, I mean, like, people can say what they want. They, 
I mean, they don't go through what you experience, so they can never really understand you. So it's usually like empty vessels make the most noise, lah. So just uh, let them be and then just move on. Yeah, I mean, you can spend our time doing so much other better stuff than to just listening to them, right? So just go along with it. There might be other people who are thinking about transferring from other faculties in NUS. What kind of advice would you give? Or in other words, what kind of advice do you wish you had received when you were about to transfer? Or maybe there are, like, you, I'm not sure if you knew other people who were transferring at the same time as you. Uh, what kind of things did you do that they didn't do that you think might have made a difference in your application outcome? For me, I think when I was in, uh, I think M2, I think my friends, my, one of my friends contacted me to help a junior like, who wanted to transfer also. So I think, so I said some advice to her, so I'll, I'll just say the same thing as well. Like. Uh, she, uh, yeah, because I think she managed to get in after, yeah, after afterwards lah. So, so I think for me, it's like, um, it's quite, it's it's quite risky transferring, because like, uh, and don't, and I think expect the why why I say it's risky because like you have to juggle between improving your portfolio as well as doing well for your current the current course that you're doing in. If you um, if you're very focused on improving your portfolio and you just don't care about your the the course you're going in. Eventually, uh, what if you don't get the transfer? Then you're just with that the results that you have like because you don't re- you didn't really focus on your course. Then you'll be spending the next three years salvaging the results that you have. So I think, firstly, if you are transferring from another course, I think like um, number one, evaluate your choices like as to why you want to to transfer first. Because eventually, uh, whether you like it or not, you will be. You'll be you'll graduate later as compared to your batch, because you're already losing like maybe one or three years in my case lah. To you'll be seeing like your friends graduating and start working already while you're still studying. So you can it could be quite depressing as well. So I think you have to evaluate your thoughts first. Then after evaluating your thoughts and medicine is still um, what you want to do, um, then I guess start slowly pre- preparing. Uh, your portfolio, and I, I think what helped helped me the most is probably the the clinical exposure that I had in working in the hospital lah. So I think maybe if you're considering, maybe you can get like a maybe an attachment or something like that to 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 really experience what is it like, so that you're also able to talk to the interviewers about your experiences. So that's something for you to talk to, during, especially during your portfolio station, and it also helps you like during your other like for your other stations as well like, because you'll be able to speak to like patients sps as well in the the interview and lastly i, I guess is to expect the worst because and, and to have a back, backup plan because when i had an interview when uh because you're in the interview you'll be grouped up with other other people as well then i think that day it was some like i think they group all the transferees together or something like that because the whole the whole the whole i think Everybody there mostly were like, oh, I wanted to transfer from business. I wanted to transfer from uh, engineering. I wanted something like that. Other than, I think me and Lucius, I I I I don't I don't really recognize other like the the people who are there with me during that day to uh, that uh they are in here now lah. So so like the transfer rates, I think is very very. Low. I agree, is very very low. So I think always prepare for prepare for the worst and to have a back, like plan B, plan C in case it doesn't happen. You have uh, mentioned quite a lot of uh, important things that I would also like to share. Uh. So 
One thing to mention, right, for those transfer students, right, that study, remember, it's really the finances. You know, MOE has this subsidy for tuition fees, right? But of course, that you are studying now. So, for example, for Mera, right, I think our our original price is like 137k or something, right? So, right now, we they subsidize it and you just need to pay like 26k. Right? So, like, so, there's like this huge subsidy. Yeah. So, I think for those who are applying, right, um, cause like if let's say they use up one year for their whatever course that they are in, right? I'm not sure if it's still applicable now, but I think uh, it's good to check. But then um, from what I understand is that um, if you are studying in NUS, right, you usually get the amount of like years that you are studying plus one extra year. So for example, if I go through nursing first, right, I'll get four plus one year of like MO tuition grant. So now when I come into med school, right, I'm still covered for the five years, lah, unless I choy, I repeat, then like, that last year, I have to pay the entire fees myself. La. So I think this is an important consideration, especially when you're like in year two, year three, then you have to apply for transfer. So if it's not subsidized, right, it's as good as studying overseas cause. But I think first, right, is to know that such thing exists la, because that transferring is possible because when I first saw the NUS website, they really say that, no, you cannot apply for transfer. So I think, then I think um, that's one step closer to this application process. Other than that, I really think there's nothing much you can do but to buff up your application yeah so if you can then try to do more things and get more involved so that your application will and then i think the other things are what uh later has mentioned so you need to be very certain that this is something that you want to do have uh backup plans as well because like you need to juggle with both your current studies and um and also like uh the application process and then i think my my final words is really um if you really want uh something bad enough right just fight for it lah because at the end of the day it's going to be worth it no matter how long it takes I would repeat my four years of a uh, struggle to get into med school again, but it actually helped me as a person. Uh, I grew quite a lot from this whole four years experience, and I'm still here. Yeah, just try our best. Uh. Amazing. Thank you guys so much for your time. Thanks for this interesting combo today. Thank you for organizing. I hope you guys have fun.